This is episode number 22. And today we're having an industry that we haven't had before. And we're very excited to introduce our special guest for today. And our industry for today is the gaming industry. We're going to be talking about Valorant. So for all the Valorant players out there, for everyone who's starting their journey, this episode's for you guys. So again, this is the Clubhouse Podcast where we aim to inspire and motivate the youth. We're gonna have, we have a lot of professionals here, a lot of industries, a lot of markets, a lot of sectors. So we're going to bring in professionals who will inspire you guys from their journeys. They're going to give some values and insights. But before we begin, my name is Miguel Mendoza. And I'm Zach Pena. But I'd just like to say before we start this episode, stay safe. You know, stay safe from the virus. Stay safe from COVID. You know, the new variant. It's, it's real. And we just want all of you to be safe out there. You're not only risking your life, but you're also risking, you're also putting the lives of others on the line. So wear your masks, exercise, stay healthy, um, take the vaccine. And yeah, so before we begin, again, I'm Zach Pena, and this industry is actually booming now. It's it's trending. The, there's, the market's a big opportunity in it, which is the gaming industry. So before we introduce our guest, he is the captain for the DLSU Veritas Arcus. He's also a professional player for SunSparks. He's a two-time UAC champion. He is a VCT Challengers PH Stage 3 first runner-up. And he was the UAC Season 2 MVP. Please welcome the man, Javi Juan. What's Hello, up, Javi? Hi. <laughs> thank, you being, thank you for being here, Javi. We appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate you have, uh, being here in the, the podcast, joining us. So I think we can start off with your journey, Javi. Like, I remember we were, you know, we were all friends back in high school, fooling around, you know, having fun. <laughs> yeah. part of the yeah. boys you know part of the boys and then now i see in the pandemic this man he's in a pro gaming team and he's been winning um a lot of valorant games he's also i know he's also really good with fps i know you started off with what's that game called csgo csgo yeah so what's your journey man like how do you start how did everything start my journey, I've always loved FPS shooting games ever since I was a kid. And I didn't have a PC back then. So I would yeah. borrow my brother's PC just to play. So I'd always wait yeah. for him to finish playing. And then when he's done, I would get on. And the first game I ever played was CSGO. And I just instantly fell in love with it. You know, I'd play that every day after school. You'd play CSGO every day after every school? Every day after school, I'd just play. You know, it was just my and before I remember, you'd go to the computer uh, shops to play. Yeah, computer shops just to play with friends in Katip. We'd go tech tight, skies. Like that. Just, just have fun vibe. I was never really into... Um, I've always wanted to go pro, like as a kid. But I didn't know it could actually become a reality. Because I was just some kid who enjoyed playing. Like I was toxic. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was good, like... I was really toxic, kid. Like, I would just make gago and have fun. Yeah, mess around with the chat. Yeah, just mess Until around. Until now, actually, you like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that, but he's a pro right now. <laughs> so that was it. Just playing CSGO, that's how it all started. And then, maybe, I started playing for like two years. 
And then towards the third year, I met a professional player in the Philippines from Ateneo. And he was kind of like my mentor. He would teach me. He saw, he, I was basically his prodigy. He saw my potential. Then he started teaching me how to, how to play pro. And he would like introduce me to the pro scene. But then once high school hit, I kind of stopped playing esports. And then I met Sila Miguel and Zach. And then we just started going out. So I, I kind of <laughs> stopped. <laughs> Ever since I met, like, my high school, I stopped playing games, like, for a whole year. Like, I stopped. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for you? It's actually good because I was, I was able to experience, like, like fun, school, you know, a different like type. High school, yeah. Like, high yeah. school. Like, I experienced the high school life. Like, it's not all just gaming and shit. Like, typical nerd. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't regret stopping. Because I had uh-huh. fun. I had fun. And then... Once quarantine hit, I went back to gaming because there was nothing to do. And I started playing CSGO again with a bunch of like my brother's friends. And we were just like having fun. And then Valorant came out and almost everyone from CSGO moved to Valorant, the Valorant scene. And I was actually still playing CSGO when Valorant came out. Like I didn't want to play Valorant because that's how much I love CSGO. Mm-hmm. But then like my brother convinced me to start playing. And then when I started playing, I fell in love with it instantly, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like CSGO, but with, with skills, right? It's like, yeah, it's basically CSGO with ability. With so, abilities, yeah. It was fun. Because in CSGO, if you have good aim, like, you're a god. But in Valorant, even if you have good aim, like, if you don't use your abilities properly, you're not going to be good. So you need yeah. to be good at both. Mm-hmm. So, so when did you find, like... When, when did you tell yourself or like when did you find out that you were good in video games? When did I? I guess, I guess in CSGO, I reached the highest rank when I was already 15. And like none of my friends has ever done that. So that's when I knew that, like I could actually go somewhere. And especially my mentor, he always like pushed me to be better. So like that's what made me, that's what motivated me to go pro. So, like, entering the Valorant scene, I first got motivated to go pro in Valorant because Ateneo made the esports. And those, mm-hmm. those were all my friends. The LG esports, they were all my friends. And then I, I enrolled into DLSU. And then when I checked, there was no Valorant. Indeed. There was no Valorant. So, like, that was my goal. Like, I told my mom, I want to start a Valorant LaSalle. Like, there was nothing. So, I contacted nice. the manager of LG esports. And then he actually helped me get in contact with DLSU to form the team. It's kind of funny, like, the rivals, they, they were the ones who helped form the <laughs> Yeah, then, your friends before. Yeah. yeah. And then we, so, so you're the one who started the esports in the cell? For Valorant, I was the one who started. Oh, wow. I formed okay. the team. I formed the team, and then there was a tournament the next week. And in that tournament, we actually won it against that so, so, so this started... so this Ateneo team that was already established before, and then there's La Salle, it was just formed a week before the tournament. Yeah, we... And you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you both the ass, yeah. It was like the Ateneo team was like my brother and like four of my other They're pretty good. It just started like that. Like I saw Ateneo was having a, so much fun with the with their pro with their college team that I wanted to make one for La Salle. And then slowly I just got more players. I was able to form 
a team B that I even formed a team. There's like so much players in Lasal that want to. So I just want to keep growing the Valorant scene uh-huh. in Lasal, create more teams and more opportunities for others. I think I think what's really good about your story is you were able to see at a very young age that you enjoyed playing games, and it's not only that you enjoyed it, but you also saw that you were you were really really good at it, and you were able to transform that you know hobby of yours to just like something that you do on your free time to actually like a your career into a job. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Before esports, everyone looks down on esports. Like you won't make money, nothing will happen. Exactly, yeah. But then now the esports scene is so big that I believe really like, big, yeah. it'll be as big as football and basketball. It's actually a billion dollar mark now. It's e-sports. huge now. Like people yeah. make so much money by just. It's they basically just play, a job. Yeah. yeah, it is a job. Yeah, it is a job. Yeah. So like, what you were you were in this LaSalle team? You formed the LaSalle team, but from what I know now, you're in Bren. Yeah. Esports. So how did you? How did you get to that team? Um, how did I? I'm I'm playing for Sunsparks now, which is managed by Bren. And how okay. I was spotted by it was actually also through LaSalle. Like I was able to get like a platform or like hype through the LaSalle 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 team. once you beat Ateneo, more opportunities came. There were more college tournaments, and one of the college tournaments. If you win, you represent the Philippines to compete in Southeast Asia. So, the finals was actually Ateneo and LaSalle, and we beat them again for the second time. And once we won that, we competed abroad. Um, we played against Singapore, Thailand, Myanmar, wow. Malaysia, a lot of big names. But sadly, we didn't win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We but it was a that. good experience. I'm sure. But it was a good experience and exposure. I think yeah. that's what once I represented the Philippines, like that's what want made me want to go pro. Now. Like that's what convinced me that this is actually fun and I can actually do this as my for now. So I just kept playing with the LaSalle team, and then we just we just kept winning other tournaments. We won season one, and then we won season two. And then that's where I got, that's where I was like recognized. I was contacted to go pro for Bren Sunsparks. At first, like, so it was a good experience and that's what convinced me to go pro. Um, I just kept playing Valorant from then. And then my friend from Malaysia contact, contacted me. He offered me a spot to join him in a Malaysian. So I was oh. actually supposed to fly out to Malaysia during quarantine. To play there, I was supposed to live there for a whole year. Damn. And then before that happened, I mean, after that happened, Bren Sunsparks offered me to play for them. So instead of going abroad, I just took the Bren offer instead. So why did you take that offer instead of the one in Malaysia? Because Bren is one of the biggest. It is the biggest esports company in the Philippines right in now. In the Philippines. Yeah. So. And I didn't really want to leave the country. Yeah. I wanted to stay here. So I think I don't regret my decision. I think it was good. No, and I, honestly, I'm also glad that you stayed and you're playing for the Philippines because you're also representing the country in a way. So that's, re- that's really good. I want to I wanna ask a fun question now. Since you beat Ateneo twice, do you, like, does your LaSalle team still feel that Ateneo LaSalle rival? 
of course the rivalry is always going to be there even if we're friends with each other but of course like I want to win you know <laughs> yeah. I win. I'm not gonna let Ateneo win. I wanna, yeah. Even if that's I'm against my brother, my friends, you know, I'm gonna win it. I'm gonna do everything just to it. Prior to you um joining these pro teams, was there any other career that you had in mind that you wanted to pursue? Honestly, during quarantine, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just in college, like a typical normal college student. I wasn't yeah. thinking about anything else. Like, just finish school and then let's see where it goes. But then now I'm working while I'm in school. So it's really such a new experience. And I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, and I think it's, such also, it's all such a huge blessing for you that, you know, the opportunity was just there right in front of you. And, and you decided to take that opportunity. Yeah, and like, you're here now in a pro team. You know, making the cash, balancing it out with school. Making it back. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like, I don't consider it, it's a job. But then for me, I just have fun doing it. You know? Like, it's my passion. So that's what I like the most. Yeah, that's, yeah. Super, that's super great. Because in the clubhouse, this is, like, we keep reminding everyone who listens to the episodes that you should find your passion and it's not going to feel like work. That's why what you said is very accurate with what, all our past guests said also like you, you're supposed to have a passion and then once you have that passion and you're working it's not gonna feel like work at all you're not even gonna think about the money like since you love it already everyone out there if you have a dream like i didn't think it was possible for me to go pro but like deep inside that was my dream as a yeah and i never let go of it like I, I stopped gaming but then i still never let go of it. it's in the back of your head yeah it's always it was just there yeah, I would always, cause you know, obviously we'd support Javi. So my friends and I or or Burkada, we'd always stream his his games on Discord. And dude, honestly, this guy Miguel, have you have you watched one of Javi's games? I watch the streams on Facebook. Dude, this guy is honestly it's like, everywhere. Crazy. It's honestly everywhere. <laughs> like when I, when I wake up, big long Javi, Javi, AK, Javi, AK. Yeah, like his movement, like the way he. The way he plays the the game is is really really, you can tell he's really really good at it. So I'd like to ask like, how do you how do you train for for gaming? It's gaming is an art, you know. There's a proper way to do it, talaga. Yeah. I, I was really like as a kid, I guess I was just like gifted with the FPS gene. Cause, like I was always better than all my brothers and everything. Like ever since I was a kid. I was always the best among the brothers. Yeah. How, how, I guess you just keep playing. You learn from it. What I like about myself is I know when I'm wrong. Like, I learn from my mistake. Because there are some players that they don't want to accept that they did something wrong. Yeah. yeah. And like in, in terms of, like, since before you were just playing alone, you know, in the PC, how did you, like, adapt to playing with a team like an actual esports team it takes time i was really a solo player like they would call me the lone wolf because i would, it would I'd always <laughs> just be alone and like destroy everyone like i'm just good by myself so it took me a while to be good with other people because like you can't you can't win it all alone you need to yeah, of course. properly as a team. 
So once I was able to like gain that skill to play to be a team player, like it changed my gameplay, you know. Cause it's hard to be a solo player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. So like from 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 there, I I remember you would tell us that one of your favorite things about being in a pro team is when you guys strategize. Like when you make the the plays. Like the, the plays, strat. the plays, yeah, the strats. So like how do you guys come up with those plays? We actually we all individually we give our own like plays and strats, but we have a coach for that that makes a certain play. Because it's 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 like it's such a beautiful art how to because every agent has an ability. And yeah. some agents counter each other. Some agents, if you do it together, it works. So you really have to do every... Like, the timing has to be perfect. The timing of you throwing the utility, the timing of peaking. It all, like, all five of you in the team, it has to mm-hmm. be Sabai. And if it's not Sabai, like, it fucks up the plan. So you have to help. You have to, like, make sure your communication is good, your teamwork is good. The chemistry. Chemistry is the most important. Yeah. Do you also like? Because from what I know, basketball teams they study their, um, like their enemy before playing against them. Yeah. Do you also do that? We do that when it's like a championship game, like when it's something really big. We learn because like it's hard to study your enemy, because anything could happen during the game. Like they could change it up, yeah. and it might just mess up the way the team plays. So we usually study the enemy if it's like a championship game, if it's really big. Like, we watch how they play, we watch their VOD, we check their strats. Like, if we see they made a strat, we counter it. Like, we make a strat that will counter. So, like, let's say we practiced it, right? We count, we saw what strat they made, and we made another one to counter it. So, when the game comes, like, someone calls out, oh, they're doing the strat, they're doing the strat. So, once you say that, the whole team should know already what to do. Like, what counter to do. So, like, it's hard if you don't know it. Like the the team won't the chemistry will be bad with. Was there was there ever a time where like you guys had to play, but then you thought to yourself, "Nah, uh, I think I should do this instead," and then it worked. Without telling the team. Without telling the team, yeah. Um, those types of situations will always come, because anything can happen. Anything at all. Anything can happen. Yeah. So, I guess that's what we call a hero play. When you just become a lone wolf and do it yourself. But that doesn't always work. So instead of just doing it yourself, you just tell the team what you're going to do. Like, even if it's like a solo play, you tell the team, like, can I do this? Like, can I peek this? Okay, makes sense. So, like, throughout, throughout your whole Valorant Pro career, who would you say is, like, that one player that you always have a hard time playing against? Or would you say that you're like, you're the best? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the best. I was I still have so much to learn. Yeah, yeah. I have so much to experience. Um, but a player that I have such a hard time again in the Philippines or in the whole Valorant scene. Let's do both. Let's do both. Let's do both. Yeah. So Philippines, I guess who I had a hard time against were probably my idols, who I f- would watch when I first went. In- Scene, which are the brand players mm-hmm. like the way they play they're all veterans so the way they play it's all connected you know? yeah they all have such good chemistry that 
they already know what their teammates is do. So I guess I had the, the most difficult time playing against the Brand Boys. And then now I'm like with the Brand Boys, you know. Let's <laughs> go. All right. That's why, that's why I find your story so inspiring because you, you were watching your idols before and now you're your like your um your idols or sometimes you're competing with your idols and that's i think that's everyone's dream also like especially those who are aspiring to be um like a professional esports player like they want to get into that scene also so f- for you like for what what can you tell those people who are aspiring to get into like become become pro as well like what are some qualities that they should have should they just keep practicing okay there's two things your aim and the way you play your game sense that's what you have to work on aim and game sense aim okay. like if you have good aim but you have no game sense it won't work if you have good game sense but you have no aim it won't it, won't if you work. Have both, it will work so aim is basically aim the way you shoot counter strafing knowing when to shoot and for game sense it's like game sense is like you think what the enemy is gonna mm-hmm. like you're one step ahead of them so like you think your enemy is gonna do this so you do something to counter. Okay. So you, you gotta know what your enemy is thinking. Among just, this is another like fun question. Among like our, our circle of friends who play Valorant, who who would you say like who would you say is the best among? Right, among here comes a shout out. Here comes a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. All of you guys play Valorant, but I think the best. Yeah, the like, best. The best. His head better not get big, but <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell me it's Mon, bro. No, I would say there's like three. Okay, there's like three. Three. I would say it could have been them, Kyle. It could have been Kyle. It could have been Kyle if he didn't stop playing. But since he stopped, he's out of the. He's not out of it. the picture. Yeah. He's out of the picture. I would say either John or Mon. That's really good. John Power or Mon. Third shot, bro. Come I think on. it's Mon. Mon take it seriously. If Mon take it seriously, maybe. But John, I think John would be the best. Among John would be the best. Because I think for John, he has games. Even before when I used to play with them a long time ago, like three years ago with other games, he has game sense also. Not bad. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good. <laughs> All right, who there. knows? Who, who knows? One of the boys might go against you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, one. One. Come on, one. <laughs> when I see John play, like, I, it actually, like, it's nice to see. Because, like, he's playing pretty good you know. all, like when I watch my friends play like you guys when I watch all you guys sometimes I laugh because it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> dude you laugh at me bro I know I'm not the best bro <laughs> remember that play with the, with the with, when they planted the brimstone <laughs> I couldn't even hit them bro oh, it's funny <laughs> but it's I would say there would be so many good players if they just had the proper equipment as well Mm-hmm. And probably if they have, if they also have like a like step by step procedure and how to get better, how to get better, like the training to do, the training, yeah. Also, like the environment you're in makes you strive to be better. Like, let's say I never got into Bren, I don't think I would be this good, because like me being with my idols and like the best players in the Philippines, of course it want, it makes me want to perform even better. It makes you want to like be on their level, or yeah, if not even yeah. better. If I wasn't yeah, yeah. like here i wouldn't have that type of motivation so yeah you should be in a good environment to get better yeah and i think it also goes back on the saying how 
you're the average of the five people that you spend your time with. So if you're like hanging around with people who aren't really, you know, future driven, goal oriented, then chances are you're not going to be that person. But if you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, with people who are better than you, then for sure, sooner or later, you're going to be the same person. If not, yeah, better. Yeah, and it also relates to every single industry. Like, for example, if you're planning to be a lawyer and you surround yourself with people who plan to be lawyers, you guys can help each other out. So that's why we always say here that networking is very important. I think mm-hmm. um, I like what you said because that's what that's what actually happened to me. Shout out to my boy Colby who owns the, the streets the streets vintage. Like when I heard he started like making his own money and having his own side hustle, like that that hit me. Like I should be doing that as well. Like instead of getting jealous of him, I took it as like friendly competitive like friendly comp- friendly competition. He's I doing well. Yeah, hundred percent. Instead of like. Why bring your friends down when you could like rise with them? Yeah, yeah. We we talked about that also with our episode with Maxi and Ashley. Yeah, we were, we were talking about how you there are so much people now at their age because like we're in college, dude. After college, we're we're on our own. Like we're heading heading our own paths, making our own money. And there are a lot of people in our batch who have their own businesses, have their own side hustles. Yep. And I don't think we should like, you know, look down upon them and be like, oh, what? Uh, I shouldn't, don't buy there. You should just support them, you know? Support your friends. Support your friends and, and they'll support you. Yeah. That, that's what also pushed me to, to be better. Because like, yeah. confidence, you know, like I'm the new guy. You know? So like, mm-hmm. it makes you question like, are you even good? Like, will you make it? But then my friends are always there to support me. Like you guys should always watch, and like that's what also helps for sure, dude. Play more. Yeah. Yeah, and like what what Zach mentioned, where like after college we're all on our own, we're working and everything. That's why I'm also glad that Javi stopped playing during high school, like for a while, even if he supported so much. Because we Zach and I were talking about this actually before the episode. We were talking about high school, and we we're saying that in the future we're gonna be talking about like our high school memories with the boys and everything. So I'm also glad that Javi. I'll stop playing for a while. <laughs> you, you know, like have fun. It's nice. You gotta have fun. Yeah. You gotta have fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can't... If there's no fun, then if there's What's no fun, for? like if I wasn't having fun with this, I wouldn't even be doing it. Yeah. So like exactly. find something you're having fun with. Yeah. What What about what? what I want to know your thoughts also on this issue where like some like teenage boys let's say they're 13 to maybe even 18 years old their parents tell them stop playing video games like you're you're not doing well you're not going to do well in school if you keep playing video games you know all of these stuff from our parents what would you advise those young um, kids why parents say that is because you're actually not doing good in school or like you're not doing your chores you're not doing your responsibility like you should still manage your time properly like do what you're supposed to do you know, like, even if I was playing every day, I would still do my homework, schoolwork, like, my chores, my responsibility. That's why my parents are so supportive of me. Because, like, I still did what I have to do as a son. And I was still able to play. So, I guess, like, parents wouldn't say that if you actually just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. What, what, what would you tell, like, a boy or a girl who's playing video games and they're like, I don't need to go to college, I don't need to study anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm going to go pro in esports. <laughs> I don't need school for esports, Baron Gun. What 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 would you tell them? <clears throat> for me, you know, your future is never sure. 
school, it never hurts to stay in school. Like, I'm still yeah. able to balance my school and play esports at the same Because, like, what if esports doesn't work out for me in the future? So at least I have a fallback that I finished college as well. So, like, if esports doesn't work, I still have, like, an educational background. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I guess stemming from what you said, like, how, how are you able to balance your schoolwork with gaming? So at first, I actually had a hard time at first mm-hmm. balancing it for my first term of college. So what I did for my second term, I reduced some units so I have more time to focus on gaming as well. So I'm still in school, but I, I'm doing less unit now. Okay. So from like, that... Does that mean you're going to have more units in the future? Oh, uh, yeah. That means I have more units. But then I'm still in school at least. I like, guess the most important. So like in terms of after college, where do you, where do you see yourself like five to ten years from now? Honestly, I want to compete abroad like North America or even Europe. But then I can't do that yet until I conquer the Philippines and Southeast Asia. I like that. Actually, I was actually talking about that with Zach. Like, I think yesterday or two days ago, I was saying I can't wait to see Avi go against like these top um, people in the esports, like all the all the YouTubers and all the you know Twitch streamers that people look up to. I was telling Zach, I can't wait for Avi to go against all of those people. <laughs> the, the, the opportunity is there. Like, we just lost last Sunday, but if we won during that game, we would be in Southeast Asia, right? And then if we won in Southeast Asia. We would go to Berlin, Germany. Yeah. No, yeah, Miguel, because I was just, I was with Javi, like, the day after he lost VCT, like, the biggest yeah. Valorant tournament. And I saw how, like, he, he was really down that he lost because obviously there was a really big opportunity. But what I like about Javi's career, most especially, is because he was just in the pro gaming scene for, it was his, this is his first year, if you didn't know. Yeah, this is yeah. his first year in the gaming industry. Yeah. And, like, he's, He's, he's dominating, dude. And he's, like, really, really good. And, like, with, with LaSalle, he's, like, the captain. He formed the team. He was able to get into the Yeah, I, I, I see, like, all the montage draws on Facebook. Like, damn Like, there's one... There's actually, like, a few days where my whole feed was heavy. I was in, Same, like, yeah. Grab, there's a lot like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you. honestly, heavy, dude. I'm really, I'm really proud of you, man. Like, no... no the, all the boys were definitely supporting you. Yeah, yeah. even even because my, my brother actually he just started playing Valorant also I think last year when it came out and I'd always tell him if you want to get better you have to watch Happy like if you, <laughs> if you actually want to like level up and everything like that watch how Happy plays because really <laughs> I always teach my friends no one I always teach you guys like strats or like stuff you guys can get better yeah 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 there's some stress that we implement when you play. And I, re- I remember you also you also went against Soldam, right? How, how yeah, was that? If like I, I think I'm good, you know, like I know I'm a good player, <laughs> but if yeah. you think you're good, there's always someone better than you. And that's like, Soldam. <laughs> when I went against Korean Jet, he's pretty insane. Man. Like he aced us twice. Twice. And then wow. he made me his intro in YouTube. So. Oh, <laughs> you were. Uh, I was just wait, of him of him killing you. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get the cloud. <laughs> you know that I'm able to, like Green Jet. I would just see him in YouTube, and then now I actually played against him. It's a nice experience. 
like I, I feel like like my advice to you and to those who you know who feel down and feel like they lost their opportunity. Like what Timmy Albert said. Actually Timmy because that was our fourth episode here at the Clubhouse and he said to never be satisfied. Because once you're satisfied, it's gonna it's gonna be super hard for you to improve. So if you're not satisfied, hungry. you have more opportunities over there. Yeah, you get more hungry. So that's like an advice to a lot of gamers also, like what Timmy said. Like Timmy's actually talking, playing Valorant also now. Yeah, Timmy's playing Valorant. Pretty good as well. He's yeah. competing. When we lost last Sunday, my teammate went up to me. He said, don't lose your hunger to win. You just keep, just keep going. Be more hungry to get better. Like, yeah, we lost. It hurts. But then after, after a while, like, I, thought to my, I told myself, nah, I'm going to win the next one. Like, I'm going to make Bauer. I don't want to lose anymore. Yeah. And I think it all just comes from experience. Like, through this one year, I'm pretty sure you gained so much experience. And from there, you win. Obviously, there are times where you're going to lose. And that's, that's where you get better when you lose. Or, when, you, and it, yeah. when you lose, because that's where you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Go coming, com- coming also, like, from having that hunger to win, I think it also depends on still being How able much to work. Yeah, still being able to put in the work at the times where you feel like you don't want to. Because I think that's when you'll know if you'll get better or not. Like, in terms of working out, like, there are going to be days where you're like, oh, should I work out? I, I kind of don't want, like, I'm tired or I want to play or something. But no, but you, you have to work out. If you want to get that physique, if you want to, you know, be healthy, then you should. You have you to be consistent. To do it. You have to push yourself, yeah. And also, if I think about it, like, if, for example, someone wins their whole life, apparently that's so boring, right? Yeah, you need to lose. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Like, what makes a great story is through the failures, not not really yeah. through the achievements. If you're always correct, you'll never learn. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I guess it helps with the an important thing is mentality. Like a lot of players, when they keep losing and losing, they give up. Like I've lost a lot recently. We've lost a lot of games, but then we never gave up. And like my men- mental was like really low because I hate I hate losing. So when you lose, yeah. it really takes a lot. In. So, yeah. but I'm I'm glad that I lost because like I already f- I know that feeling of losing. Yeah. So I don't want to lose again. You know? yeah. And it that's, actually makes you closer to your team. Uh, yeah, that's you guys bond. What 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 would you tell like for example in terms of the mentor because you you had the mentor ever since for someone who wants to go pro or like wants to improve how do they get a mentor in terms of gaming? You get a mentor if you like. If someone sees your potential, you know, they're going to want you. They're going to help you grow. Because that's what he said. Like, he saw my potential and he wanted me to become better. Like, he told me, I'm, I'm better than you, but you have the potential to be better than me. Like, when he, when he, he told me that, and that really hit me. Like, this pro player is saying he's better than me, but I have the potential to be better. So, of course, that pushed me. I want to be better. Do you do you see yourself becoming a mentor to one day? Because I think, for me personally, I think you know you've reached quote unquote success is when you start focusing. It's when you stop focusing on yourself, but when you start focusing on helping others also grow and learn from your from what you've learned in the past. I guess right now I st- I'm still young. You know, I'm still a young player. Yeah. So. I guess I am a mentor for like my college team. I'm helping them become better, teaching them stuff. 
right now, right now, I don't think I'm there yet. I still have so much to learn. So mm-hmm. much. To learn. Like, this is only my first year. And it's only been like five months of my pro scene. So, maybe in like, what, three more years of experience, two more years. Like, I'm going to learn so much more. Like, in five months, I've already accomplished this much. What more? A lot. Like, yeah, like, what yeah. more in like two years? Looking yeah. forward to it, dude. So, like, outside of gaming, I guess, what are the what are the things that you do? Like, I'm pretty sure you've you've made me cuento, like, how it's also really fun to just hang out there with your teammates and Bren. Yeah, like, like what's what, it like in a gaming house? Yeah, what's what it like? What's it like? Basically, where we stay, it's a building in Makati, and they own the whole sixth floor and seventh floor of the building. So the sixth floor, it has the cafeteria. The movie room, uh, the gym. We have a gym, here. and there's like a bunch of beds that you can stay here. So the sixth floor is basically like the chill area, where people you can just like talk to everyone. That's what I like about Bren. Everyone's a gamer. Like you, you can talk to everyone about something because like everyone plays. Even the guards are playing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, like all the guards are tropa. It's like yeah, they're all they're all like playing Mobile Legends and everything. Yeah. Like they even watch our games while they're on duty. So it's cool. Everyone's here is supportive. Like, that's what I like about Bren. They don't really care about the money. They care about yeah. growing the esports scene. It's a healthy community to be healthy. in. You're with like-minded individuals. Or everyone around you. And then the seventh floor, that's where all the gaming goes. Each team has their own room. That That's theirs their own room your whole team stays there so so when you have like yeah. tournaments or games do you all just stay in one room my team my team stays you just in all room. stay in one room yeah, is it all... so the comms like you technically just shout it right or yeah. no, this is our own private room no other teams play mm-hmm. okay okay and then like what, what's cool is like if we're going against other teams who play in Bren like we could also hear them shouting like when they <laughs> Like when we even we shout like nice, let's go. And we could also hear them saying that. So like the, the adrenaline kicks in. From cause I saw that you've slowly started, you know, playing live on Facebook. Do you do you yeah. also are you are you planning to like make like a YouTube account or like Twitch? Twitch. Yeah. Um like that's the thing about the Philippines. Twitch and YouTube isn't big. It's really just Facebook. Because everyone uses Facebook in the Philippines. Yeah. That's why the scene isn't that big in YouTube and Twitch. Because all the Filipinos just use Facebook. So like in the future, I hope Twitch becomes like the number one platform here. Well, my advice for that is if, if you started a team in La Salle, I'm sure you can start Pioneer Twitch and YouTube here for gaming. I want to do that. Like I want to start streaming more when I get the time. It's fun streaming. You get, you get to meet a lot of people and a lot of streamers. And you get like the, you get more popular when you stick. And your supporters also grow. You see your supporters and like pushing you to do better. Like it's it's nice. Like people randomly just message me. Like people I've never seen. Never, I don't know. They just message me. Congrats for winning. Like I don't know. Like Pinoy people. Like random people just message. Me. So it's yeah. nice that the community is supported. I saw from one of your stories that you were with. I forgot her name. Was it like Ling Ling or something? Yeah, Ling 2X. It's like a popular yeah. 
Because I see her on Facebook also sometimes. She's also under Brent. No, she's not under Brent. She's just a friend of Brent. So she mm. comes to something. Do you do you think that Valorant is gonna be here to stay for the next five, ten years? Bro, Valorant's here to stay. Because <laughs> their formula of the game is so nice. Like, they just create a new agent and it just changes the whole meta of the game. That's true. Like, they make a new agent that counters something. Or, like, something new. So you have to, like... If they make something new, people don't know how to counter it yet because it's new. So, like, you have, to f- you have to be the first one to figure it out. Fully understand the agent. Yeah. Who's your, who's yeah. your, who's your best agent? My best agent would probably be Raze. Raze. I remember before it was Jet, right? Yeah, it was Jet. Would be your go-to. Now it's Raze. Now it's Raze. <laughs> For someone who had like a CSGO background before, and you also had a CSGO background, do you think that was advantageous to your Valorant game? It is, because Valorant is basically CSGO. This, this, the mechanics, the aim, aim it's kind of the same. Yeah, because my brother, shout out Matthew, by the way, like he used to play CSGO and he said his aim there was really good and he brought that to Valorant also. It's like this one. But that's the beautiful thing about Valorant. Is that everyone thought the CSGO pros would would be the champions of Valorant. But it's actually not. Like there are games people who play Overwatch, um, Apex Legends, COD. <laughs> like there's so many gamers, Fortnite. Like there are cracked players who were, came from Fortnite. Like they're literally Fortnite pros and they're so good. So Valorant has so many pros from different games. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing. Like even um What's this game? The one we play on the browser. I forgot what it's called. Crunker. Um, Have you heard of Crunker? It's like no, some browser game. There, there are even pro players who came from that. So there's so many different FPS games. So like different FPS players from different games all came together and played Valorant. Is, is Valorant the only game that you play? Do you also play like Warzone? Or... Yeah. I used to play... I used to play like Warzone, Apex. CSGO, lots of other games, Rust. I Minecraft. From... Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft. But then right now, I just play Valorant. I want to focus on Valorant. I want everyone to realize that esports is the new sport. Like, it's, it's not going to stop growing. Like, back then, parents would be like, stop playing, they'll get you nowhere, you know. Like, the stigma in gaming is like, you're a fucking nerd. It won't yeah. get anywhere. Like you're just wasting your life doing it. But then right now, people make so much money from here. Yeah. Like I've made a lot of money as well. But then this is just the start. So it's not a waste of your time. If if you have the potential to uh do esports, go for it because you will make money from it. You will mm-hmm. learn a lot. I love that. And that doesn't only go to like the gamers it also goes to like businessmen and entrepreneurs like gaming industry is really big and like in the future like it's gonna be be super huge huge. because the whole world is so digital now you know yeah like during quarantine there was no football games there was no basketball game u up was cancelled you know so there's like there was no sports except for esports and that's that's why esports bloom so much like over quarantine there was no u up so basically, Akad Arena became the U app. 
That's what everyone was watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think when it comes to like parents looking down on gaming, I think it's just mainly because they weren't born in our generation. So they don't so they also don't see the potential in gaming as much as how we see it. So I think as long as you just, you know, talk to your parents about it, tell them, hey mom, you weren't you didn't know anything about gaming when you were, you were my age, but I'm telling you now it's really big. So like you explain it to them. They support me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, don't, they don't know about it. So educate them. Tell them what it is. Like growing yeah. up, it's weird actually. Growing up, I quit gaming, right? But my mom got mad at me for quitting. Oh, she you're said, welcome. She said, you, wow. you could have went pro. Why don't you go pro? Like she would, she researched about gaming. She's, like, that's good that she supports you. Yeah, like she, wa- she wanted to know what it's, what, it's, what it's about. So she researched about it. So she could understand. Like when I talked to her, she would actually get it. I would also see yeah. Tita posting on Facebook or like commenting like what are these casters saying because right, they would always yeah. put the odds to your yeah, opponents like, and not not in your I heard your mom was cheering the disadvantage yeah. my, my mom watched all the games on Sunday she was even trash shout out Tita <laughs> <laughs> it's nice having supportive parents I guess that's a big factor why I play good is that my parents because I moved out four months ago and yeah. I've had so yeah. much fun ever since I moved out. Because, like, I'm independent now. Like, I haven't lived yeah. at home for four months. Like, that's a big thing, moving out of your house at, like, night. And it's a good experience. Because I'm going to move out sooner or later. So at least I was able to do it now. Yeah. yeah. Sure and we're glad, that, we're glad that your mom and dad are very supportive. Your whole family is very supportive. Because, like, if it wasn't quarantine, we would all be in, like, college, dorming. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. nice to grow up, but it actually feels nice to grow up. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, Javi, like, Miguel and I, the clubhouse, the listeners, our friends, will all will surely be here to support you with your whole career, with everything that you have. And yeah, we just want you to know that we're super, we're beyond proud of what you're doing. Super. We also enjoy watching your games Thanks. and watching you dominate, dude. So with all that you said, What's one advice that you'd like to give to someone who's who would want to succeed in the gaming scene? Advice? I have a lot to give. But one yeah, to go give, ahead. first one would be if you're actually super passionate about it, don't give up. Just keep grinding, keep training. And yeah. don't have an ego. Like, I had an ego when I was a kid. Like, I, I thought I was the best. No one could beat me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we all bad. did. Yeah. Yeah, we all, we all had that. <laughs> I was a kid, you know? All yeah. kids have So you got to let go of that. You can't be that mayabang kid. Because there's someone better than you, for sure. There's, there's yeah. so many people who are better than me. Even if I know I'm good. You got to let go of your ego. Drop it. So you can get better. One thing is, always learn from your mistakes. Like, players... Sometimes they don't learn from their mistakes. Like, they won't accept what they did was wrong. But then once you realize what you did was actually wrong, you become better and you don't do it. Another advice would be, if you're under pressure, you need to, you still need to perform when you're under pressure. Like, confidence is such a big thing. Once you lose your confidence in-game, like, confidence, I don't think you guys understand when I say confidence. It's like, you're playing the game and you're against, like, 
big names. Big names that you just watch on YouTube before and now you're playing against them. For confidence, like, should I pick this? What if he kills me? But then if you're confident in yourself, you'll kill them. So don't lose that confidence. Like me, when I get pressured, sometimes I get scared to peek or scared to do a certain thing. But if I actually did it, it would make us win. So don't lose your confidence and work under pressure. Play under pressure. Even if you think yeah. you're going to lose, no, don't give up. I think that really goes with like practicing. Like you, in order to be like really confident, you have to keep training. You have to keep practicing. Yeah, you have to be like confident in your own skill sets. Like yeah, know your you know that, Yeah, know know what you're good at, and then if you're not good at it, work on it. That's true. Work. I think, and I think another like really great advice to those in the gaming scene the gaming industry i think you guys shouldn't compare yourself to like other people like of course like what abby said there's a lot of people who are going to be better than you right now there are a lot of people who are better than you but you can't compare yourself like yeah that like those people can be like a motivator for you to be really good but you can't compare yourself to the point where you're doubting yourself already like you have to focus on yourself keep improving and then you'll eventually get there also that's true yeah Yeah. so Javi, thank you so much for your time thank you so much for joining us here for guesting at the clubhouse again like what you said we're really here to support you and we're looking forward for your career man thanks for having do you, do you, do you want to shout out your facebook so you, people can watch your stream your instagram and all that or your team yeah social on facebook i haven't been i'm not so serious on it yet because i don't have the time but follow me on facebook yeah. Okay, wait. Well, I, think, I think I think one last question, because I think a lot of casters misinterpret it. Is it really heavy 8K? Because your ca- the casters keep saying savvy 8K. So what's the what's the what's the real what's the right way to pronounce it? Honestly, it was supposed to be heavy 8K, but then yeah. the savvy 8K kind of like clicked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's savvy 8K. Savvy 8K now. From heavy right. 8K, it became savvy. All right, yeah, so everybody, Savvy yeah. 8K, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so again, Javi, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your time for being here. The boys and everyone, all your supporters, can't wait to see what's next for you and you know, continue to inspire a lot of people. So to everyone listening, this is the Clubhouse Podcast. Again, this is where we aim to inspire and motivate the youth. And you know, this is where you get a lot of values and insights from professionals themselves in whatever industry it is. It's here at the Clubhouse. So again, this is Miguel Mendoza. And I'm Zach Pena. If you guys got any good value out of this episode, because I'm sure Miguel and I did, please help us and share it to a friend or a family member. It'll really help the clubhouse grow and continue to, and we'll be able to continue to do what we do best. So again, see you all in our next episode. It's going to be another exciting one. So after listening to the episode, go to your um, setup and start playing Valorant right now.